Welcome back uh, to Mutual Aberration Society. <clears throat> I'm Brian Jackson. <laughs> Surprise, as if it would change. Uh, and today I have on a uh, return guest, uh, Drew Oldick. Uh, Drew, how are you? <laughs> I'm good. I'm good. How are you? Not bad, man. Um, I brought Drew back on uh, the podcast to talk about uh, a 2010 movie uh a collaboration uh movie or collaboration film uh called mutant girl squad now um let me just say that a big i feel like drew's an appropriate guest for this movie because i feel like mutant girl squad is the type of movie um being that drew's made movies like the taint which we've talked about and movies like science team and uh I guess assassinat to a, to a lesser degree, probably, but still within this vein that has this sort of similar kind of, uh, I, 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 I call it like absurdist. Uh, would you, would you, would you say that's a fair, uh, description? <laughs> yeah. Um, it's definitely like this movie in particular is sort of like its own, I feel like these movies are like their own genre. Yeah. Yeah. Um, okay. So, I think this is it. Like, so I, I went to my mom's house to, mm. she's like, you got to get this shit out of my house. Like mm. they have like all my old, old stuff. So I was like going through my art stuff, like when I was in school. Right. And this is important to what we're about to talk about. Um, so I have this notebook mm. that it was like in my class, you had to like put references of like art and shit for the projects. It was art school. Mm. So one of the things, I don't know if you can see, is uh it's uh this from this movie versus and yeah the, versus one of tax, the main, yeah, yeah tax the main, <laughs> the main character yeah <laughs> is uh the villain and oh i'm giving it away um but the, <laughs> it's all good <laughs> but okay so what i wrote i i found this quote from yeah the director um of that movie uh ryuhei uh kitamura Mm-hmm. And here's the thing. This was like 2003. Mm. And so like, this was like people that I was inspired by or whatever. Mm. Um, I was like, I don't know, 18 years old or something, but this is, I think it's a quote for him. And this could be a misquote. Um, I just thought this was fortuitous that I was like mm-hmm. doing this and you sent me this movie. And then there's like a picture of the guy. <laughs> it's like magic is real. Um, okay. Yeah. So, um so versus was a big deal whenever it came out i think it was like 1996 the director Mm -hmm. is like talking about um his a passion for 1980s american action cinema i grew up watching movies i didn't go to school at all when i was a kid i was just at the cinema from morning till evening watching movies over and over so those movies were a big influence when i was 15 or 16 uh they saw Evil Dead. That was unbelievable. I never seen those kinds of handmade movies before. It made me feel that maybe I could do this kind of thing too. These days, movies don't affect me as much. I'm skipping some things. Um, but he believes it's because 20 years ago, the movies were handmade. It's not computers making movies. It's people making movies. You could sense the power, the passion, and the energy of those people. And I just was thinking it was like interesting that I feel like it's sort of what a lot of what your show is about. Yeah. It's yeah. like 
you can sense that people made these fucking movies and just some sure. guys or friends making movies. Um, but yeah, that's yeah. That I thought is, it was weird. Yeah, it's that's a weird. Uh, like I don't know, uh, like synergy. You're right. It's like very. Uh... <laughs> and versus, I don't know if it's a good movie. I haven't seen it in years. I remember buying it from a kiosk in mm-hmm. the mall, not like a store, but like the, a center thing in the middle <laughs> yeah, of like the, little, little... <laughs> the walkway with a bunch yeah. of bootleg, obviously bootleg Asian movies. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that's a movie where people are just running around the woods. Yeah, pretty much, pretty much running around the woods and making doing like anime manga style fights <laughs> like you. yeah 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 this movie i feel like it's just like a, a direct translation of like if an anime was a yeah movie. so for those for for the for the audience i will go ahead and do the customary uh letterbox reading of of mutant <laughs> mutant girls uh mutants mutant girls squad so here we go um Ren, a young high school student, is your everyday awkward girl who gets bullied by her fellow students. On her 16th birthday, Ren gets an unexpected surprise. She finds out that she is, on her father's side, a half mutant. Okay. So, yeah, I mean, that's true. That does happen. <laughs> but that's only the beginning. Um, so, for those who don't know, uh, and Drew's kind of like talked about a little bit of it uh, already, Um this movie is of a certain kind of its own sort of subgenre. Now, these movies are strangely enough, to my knowledge, they're actually made for the West. They're actually marketed for the West. They're not really as popular in Japan. Um, these kind of movies, they're literally targeting. They're basically like trauma, Japanese yeah. trauma movies. Yeah, it's very, very trauma esque. The Japanese version of trauma. Um, but it's basically uh, what make what set. What sets a uh, mutant girl squad apart from a lot of these other ones for me is, is that one, it is a collaboration of three directors who, who are. Yeah, known. how did it take three people to do that? <laughs> well, this is a question. This is a this is a, this is the cool aspect of it, right? So so basically, um, the movie's an hour and a half long, right, and is broken up into chapters, and in each chapter is directed by uh, one of the three directors. So the first oh, chapter okay. is. Chapter one, um, Awakening, which is directed by uh, Tak uh, Sakaguchi, who, as Drew's already mentioned, was in the movie as an actor versus. But he also directed his own. He's directed like four movies, but he's known more as an actor. One of the movies that he directed was called Yakuza Weapon, which is in this sort of kind of vein as well. Um, Then chapter two, uh, Revolution, is uh, directed by uh, Noboru Iguchi, who did Machine Girl, which, again, a movie like this. and then the final chapter, chapter three, uh, Rebellion, is directed by uh, Yoshihiro uh, Nishimura, who directed Tokyo Gore Police. I feel uh, like that's the most famous one, right? Yeah, Tokyo yeah, he's Gore yeah, yeah. He to, uh, he's the one that sort of kicked off this whole thing because uh, actually Tokyo Gore Police was, I believe, it was financed by a, a, an American financer. Like it was literally American finance movie, and it did so well uh, that sort of. Jap- the Japanese market opened up after that and they started financing these types of films only to discover that they're very limited audience and they didn't make a lot of money. <laughs> uh, yeah. I mean, yeah. <clears throat> the, my sense with just watching this movie, it's basically a children's film. Like <laughs> everything about it is a children's movie just with extreme gore. Yeah. Yeah. And what's interesting too, is like uh, each segment is sort of like it gives each chapter gives 
the director an opportunity to sort of do their signature thing, right? Like, um, I think like uh, Tack is known for sort of like doing like these uh, long takes, like, you know what I mean? Like, uh, like un uninterrupted sort of like no cutting or even if there is cutting they like hide the cuts right you know the single take kind of shit he's done that he has a movie uh what, what's the name of the movie I'm, I'm blanking on the movie right now uh, uh it's a samurai movie and i think he was involved with it uh what was it i'm blanking on it but there's a there's a samurai movie where sort of like it's just all one take the whole movie um and i believe tack was involved on to some degree with that but i do see that there's a moment in in the first chapter where there's like this long, like kind of like long uninterrupted take I'm it's like, just the murder the <laughs> murder spree it's just <laughs> yeah mass, just killing yeah it's just people. a lot of like it's just a lot of killing it actually opens with our main character ren as a like you know in, in the sort of stereotypical sailor moon school outfit that they have over in japan uh as a, as a young girl and we show her being bullied and awkward you know, at school, which I guess doesn't kind of work because she's kind of like not the type of girl who you would see bullied. I mean, she's like conventionally attractive and sort of like, yeah, I mean, it works in the context of this movie, right? This movie's so over the top. This movie's so like you've already said, like a children's kind of cartoon. It's a cartoon. Like it's a, it's a live action cartoon in a lot of ways. Um, I mean, it does feel extremely like a Zoomer movie. That's like honestly, there are like scenes where it's like, is this is like, it's like what everything everywhere all at once is like, like the scene with like the key, <laughs> the guy's head in a key, and uh, oh yeah, I love that part with her dad's it, it, it just, on the cake, yeah, <laughs> or like when they introduced all the girl, all the mu mutated girls. I was just like, this is what everything uh, everywhere. I don't want to say wishes it was, but yeah, I mean, it's like some level pulling that vibe. It's just like, <laughs> it's like, what the fuck is this kind of vibe? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so to get to some of, there's so many, there's so many, like this is one of those movies that like, I feel like we, we, we would do it a disservice to not talk about some of the amazing sort of insane moments and practical sort of, uh, gore effects with a combination of a little bit of digital you know um that that are it's just like a it, it's like you're bombarded with it right like this movie is like like it's non-stop like you know what i mean yeah. like pretty much each chapter is like every time you think oh i've seen the crazy shit it's like no there's another chapter and they're going to continue and that might be the sort of the, the three directors sort of like trying to one up each other and be like oh well we did this oh i'm gonna do this you know what i mean um because when, once we get past sort of like the initial like chapter one awakening and we're introduced to, to Ren and we see she's like develops these mutant powers and she goes on like a miniature killing spree um, and we sort of get to see sort of like the kind of trauma style, like almost body horror kind of hidden lauder. I like it, like hidden lauder style body horror mm -hmm. uh, with like when her dad shows that he's this mutant with these weird sort of like, <laughs> my, here's my one complaint with the film. Yeah. They didn't show the mom's head getting blown off three times. <laughs> it was like only, there's was like one more time. They had one more time to blow up the mom's head and they didn't do it. Yeah, that's true. They, the, the, the mom's head. Well, 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 what Drew's talking about for the people is, is the moment that she's discovered that she's a mutant, it's discovered by 
uh, outside forces who want to kill the mutants uh, within the government, um, which is kind of set up with the with the opening, which we didn't talk about. The movie opens with all three girls, the main girls, right? The, the mutant girl squad. And they're fighting these sort of guys with these um, noses that shoot. They're like guns for, for whatever dick, reason, yeah. They have like guns, dick noses yeah. that shoot guns. I mean, <laughs> I mean that shoot bullets out of them. I mean, you roll with it because they open with it, and they're like massacre these guys, and they have this is this whole like sort of like Power Rangers style posing of like uh, the mutant girl squad. You know, um, that's the that's the sort of uh, it is like movie. a Super Sentai movie. It yeah. is like yes, that's definitely really what it is. It's definitely pulling from all of that type of thing. Yeah, Super Sentai. Um, all of that sort of Japanese sort of shit, like shit that you would see, uh, like you know, a, in in a Bondi show, you know, um, or, or or a movie. I think some of the people in the movie went on to do, oh, I forget what. Um, they're in one that's like like mainstream. I forget which is Common Rider or something. Yeah, Common Rider, probably, probably. Uh, it was actually a Shin Common Rider. Actually, uh, just came out in Japan, um, which. I would, you know, um, shout out to uh, the goat, uh, fucking uh, Shinya Sukamoto, who's in, <laughs> who's in, who's in, a, he has a, an acting part in, uh, in new Shin Kamen Rider. Uh, but yeah, you're, there's a lot of noticeable actors in this movie, but, but. Yeah, there's a guy, the guy whose head is in the cake is in Funky Forest. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Funky Forest, and he's yeah. also in The Grudge. That actually, that guy's in like a thousand, like a hundred. Yeah, yeah, there's a, yeah, 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 yeah. There, that's true. Um, uh, and I'm and the guy from Versus is the one that yeah, I attack. Yeah, yeah, I had seen this movie before, but I don't remember when, and mm-hmm. I, I kept getting weird like uh, sense memories of like I've seen this, but I don't remember <laughs> yeah, when yeah. or how. Yeah, I feel I I kind of felt I know I didn't see this, but I kind of felt similar. I was like, because it's like. Again, it's it is a certain the once you've seen one of these kind of movies, you know what I mean. You kind of like, I don't know. It becomes it alters your DNA a little bit. <laughs> like and you're just like, yeah, I know what this is. Like I kind of like recognize this. Uh, but yeah, uh, you mentioned the mom's head being blown off, which is a great practical uh, effect. Uh, you, there, you can pretty, see the foam. You can, you can see, see the, foam. the foam. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I love that though. That's like part of its. Charm. They don't give a shit. They're like, <laughs> it's good, fine, good enough. I mean, I mean, that's the thing that this movie is like. Like how you the reason why Assassinat my movie isn't like Science Team and isn't like the team is I cared, I I tried too hard. <laughs> I should have tried less. Like watching this movie is like, why didn't I try less? Mm-hmm. Why did I get? Why didn't I give less of a fuck and just like make a shitty movie? You're right, because because when because when the mom's head explodes and you do see the like the little yellow foam right there, like it's incredible, part, it's still awesome. It doesn't take away from it at all. Like, I'm like, <laughs> well, um, I will will say this movie does have all, like even though it's directed by three people and it's a crazy movie, the structure of it though is like pretty like you know, save the cat. Yeah, like, yeah. well, it is structure. written by one screenwriter too, which I yeah. noticed, which is like one screenwriter wrote all three uh, chapters. And I'm, I'm it's assuming- It's got all the arcs. Yeah. You know, it's got- yeah. Um, yeah, like literally Awakening, Revolution, Rebellion. It's like a pretty solid three-act structure, despite the nonstop craziness that's happening in front of everybody, uh, everyone's eyes while you're watching it. But but yeah, that first chapter, I'll, I'll say this. What, what, 
I already I have my I think that the strongest chapter for me was the third chapter, but I think the second chapter might be my favorite. Um, and part of the reason I think that is because I'm immature a little bit. And like the joke that you've already mentioned when we're introduced to the other mutant girls, where like there's a moment where Ren becomes part of the mutant girl squad or recruited to be part of the mutant girl squad. And she's introduced to all these other girls and these other girls, they, they, at first you think they're going to be like bully her, but then they are immediately nice. And then they show like all of their individual powers. Yeah. And it's that scene that kind of like made me just, I mean, if if someone (laughs) hasn't already done it and chopped it up and put it on Instagram and Mm -hmm. it gets like a, like a hundred thousand likes by (laughs) zoomer fucking culture on TikTok or whatever, like it's going to happen at some point. Like, Yeah, yeah, yeah. Cause the scene is basically like, uh, one girl, the first girl, and this is the this is the uh, this is the uh, the Noboro Iguchi uh, directed chapter, and uh, you know he did Machine Girl, and I guess one of his signatures is sort of like uh, kind of like sexual body horror with women a lot, and then a lot of flatulence and shitting and farting and all that kind of shit, <laughs> like yeah. you know, like that's very, yeah. uh, uh, and so he's he doesn't he doesn't uh, he doesn't let his fans down because immediately like. The first girl has a chainsaw that comes out of her ass. Um, then the next girl has two swords that come out of her tits. Uh, and then and then it gets stupid. Like then the powers become apps, which is, made me laugh even more was the girls who had like the powers that were like pretty useless. Like the one girl who's get, who gets like red in the face and then the other girl who has like baby arms on her head. Oh, like, yeah. 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 And of course, the girl with the like with the the brother on her stomach, who's like, a you know, like a Quato from fucking. <laughs> like it was basically the same kind of yeah. thing i mean like uh from total recall um what about you what was your uh what was your favorite chapter or what do you think was the strongest chapter um i mean i do like the fight scene in the beginning with her just killing all the the like just re- just normal people yeah, yeah, that are yeah, trying that, to murder her yeah. for no reason. She's yeah. just like killing people for no like. <laughs> she's like suddenly just a, a cold blooded murderer, like <laughs> murder <can't>. machine. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah that, that does have those sequences that are like long extended. Like I feel like the choreography for that's that uh, section I like the most. It was, uh, yeah. Yeah, I think that that I that's definitely the that's definitely one of the, there's so many moments like I I felt like this movie was like one of those movies that like every time I thought I was about to check out it would do some insane shit and just lock me back in like I was like oh fuck like the the scene that kicks off the mur- the murder right is when she like slashes the one character with a holds a shotgun on her he's like a hunter guy she slashes and then like it does this very crude digital effect that i loved which is oh yeah segments his head yeah yeah, the roulette head where the head is spinning and then it just it's so cheap but so like uh i I say this all the time like sometimes like bad kind of cgi is like the best kind of cgi (laughs) you know what i mean i don't know (laughs) Uh, people just care too much it's like hmm. people try too hard sometimes it's just important to not give a fuck. I think. <laughs> I mean, this movie isn't a good movie. Like, I, I can't, I can't say that it's a good movie, mm-hmm. but you know, it's a movie that people. I can't would even enjoy. say it, but I could say that it's a. I could say that I like it though. Like, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, 
Like yeah. it's one of those movies that I like. I, 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 I'm definitely like, no, I like this movie. Like this movie is a movie that I like. Is it good? I mean, no, but is it good? It's good. It's good at what it is, though, which is a yeah. good, which is an important like uh, distinction to to make, which is like, no, no, like this movie sets out to be exactly what it is. And in that respect, it's fully realized. Yeah. Like, you know what I mean? Like a lot of movies set out to be certain things and they don't meet the standards. So there's a lot of movies who are that that are a lot more um, have a lot more technical. They're more technically accomplished overall but they fail because they don't actually meet what they set out to be. You know what I mean? And on and in a movie like this, which isn't as sort of, doesn't have the budget or sort of like, isn't as sort of like polished. While that may be true, the fact that like they were able to fully realize this sort of insane thing makes it sort of like almost better. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? Yeah. Than movies that are like have a, probably more capable sort of i don't know capable is not even the right word just more sort of serious sort of uh filmmakers behind the lens uh yeah. you know i mean there's a limited audience for yes. it though yes. it's like yes. uh and i i couldn't even tell you what that audience is like who the fuck are these people <laughs> us. that are yeah basically it's yeah. Us. Uh, uh, i mean what other movie you're gonna get where and this happens in the first chapter where the main character who has this freddy krueger style like demon claw slices up a woman inside a, a bakery uh who's attacking her and slices her up until she turns into a giant well, doing gym doing <laughs> gymnastics the whole time they, they never stop like they're never like hey this isn't working they just keep doing it until she's a loaf of bread yeah right like she's like literally spinning her around and she's chopping her away and then literally she's a giant a giant a uh, flesh baguette uh, that I was, you know, the first chapter and more I talk about, it, the more I think I like the first chapter a lot. <laughs> it's just for the stupidest shit ever. Um, this just stupid in the best way, just amazing. Uh, another thing that I I liked um was just the sort of like nonstop uh eruption of blood in this movie. Good, yeah. <laughs> yeah, like Kill Bill levels of like just like fountains upon fountains of this endless blood. Uh, it didn't skimp on it. And it also kind of did a combination of actual like liquid and then like, yeah, digital too. Like, it, and it was clear, it's clear what what's what, cause it's not one of these movies that's actually trying to hide. Like yeah. you already said, like the mom's head getting exploded. You can see the foam in the fucking neck. Like that's like left behind. Uh, <laughs> Uh, they did. They did miss an opportunity. What other like would Christopher Nolan have the balls to leave <laughs> the exposed foam in the shot? No. You know who I would say. You know, Scorsese. Shout out to Scorsese. Would Tarantino I have the balls to show the fake shitty head that doesn't remotely look real? I don't know. Maybe. Don't know. Maybe in Kill Bill. Maybe I don't know. But <laughs> I don't know. Uh, he did the hyper realistic bullshit like you know in that this definitely has that kind of uh hyper hyper real shit but but uh scorsese did have uh in uh was it a casino when 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 de niro gets in the car that's clearly a dummy <laughs> i love i know yeah. that the car blows up i mean that's not on purpose i mean obviously i feel like people see that now better because we have like really nice blu-rays and it's like really exposes the fact that, oh that's a clearly a dummy being but but um 
yeah, shout out to Scorsese just because <laughs> um, he's a serious guy. He's a serious filmmaker. He takes. There is that movies. scene in Wild at Heart where William Defoe shoots his own head off. <laughs> that one's pretty bad, but yeah, yeah. That I, one, I think they actually had to obscure the effect to like get an R rating or something, so it looks weird. Yeah, you know what's interesting though, like as 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 fake as everything in this movie is as like super like not realistic I, I still feel like this is the type of movie that um would have an issue would have and probably did have issues being sort of released uh in certain not only countries but also having certain types of releases is probably already limited based on that right like um i don't feel like a movie like this would be um accepted in a mainstream way whatsoever you know what i mean i feel like it also came out before like the alamo draft kind of Mm -hmm. i mean i'm sure it was around at the same time but i feel like the party movie the idea of a party Mm, party movie movie. sort of a more recent like i mean they've always existed but it's like there is this mainstreamification of these weird ass movies that like miami connection i guess that was around the same time but there's a period of time where no one would ever watch fucking Miami Connection with their life dependent on it. And yeah. then suddenly norm, normal people are like, oh, yeah, Miami Connection. Hell yeah. <laughs> you know, it's like they made it. They made this these movies popular in mm. at least in like movie culture. But mm. there's a period of time where this was the gutter. You yeah. know, you couldn't be a respectable film nerd and, and be like, you know, I don't know. I mean, I guess that's what Tarantino helped do is like uh elevate trash yeah to where to, to where it belongs you know right right that that um, idea of like high and low and but like, yeah this is a good movie to get drunk or high to yeah with your yeah. friends this like, is also a not... good movie to sort of sit down with your young children and watch and like as it as the children's <laughs> entertainment that it is <laughs> no no do not do that um but uh but i mean well here's the thing though i say it's like a kid's movie but like that really is the audience. The audience is like mm. 15-year-olds, 14-year-olds. Like, If you're like 25 and you're really into this movie, it's like... I don't know, because we do live... We do it's like, live, okay. We do live in Marvel, you know, a Marvel, post-Marvel, mm. you know, like world where every, all adults, like grown-ass people who are like 50, 40, whatever, are like literally acting as if Marvel films are serious cinema. It's our... Yeah, they're like it's high art. You know what I mean? Like, so I mean, it's not that far. Like yeah. it, this, in comparison, is adult. <laughs> like, you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. like in a, in a lot of ways, this is way more adult. It's an art any, film. Yeah, it's it's it is an art film, and, and at moments, like you know, there are moments where like uh, when the cake head is floating around, the cake head is so the dream surreal. sequence. Yeah, that, <laughs> I was like, yeah, this is. Uh, there's so many there's so many moments that you could just like freeze frame for this movie and just like post with no caption just post it and people are like yo what what the fuck you know what I mean what is that uh but I love that dad's head on the cake so much that I just it might be like the the little like art that I put for the episode when I, when I released it I mean anytime there's an actor from Funky Forest or the Taste of Tea in a movie I'm just like I, I'm kind of all in yeah, the Funky Forest and the Taste of Tea are those movies that sort of like, uh, like let's. Those are like, I think didn't Third Window put both of those movies out, like in for like um, for like the West, 
I mean, I know they came out in Japan, but I feel like Third Window was like the one who really released both of those movies, The Funky Forest and uh, A Taste of Tea. Um, but those are like, those are movies that I feel like have probably have a little bit more respectability to them than this. A Taste of Tea is definitely like, yeah, that's like, a, Legit. Uh, uh, like an almost like an award, like something yeah, that's that you know, like a film <laughs> Yeah, yeah. You like people crying. You like cry at the end of that one. Yeah, yeah. Then, that's uh, a legit movie. Like, okay, like I, I fully admit that, like, you. But it's girls, just as weird. Yeah, it's like it's just as weird as this movie. Right. It's just in a different way. It's like uh, there's shit in that movie where, like, I'm like, what the fuck is this? <laughs> what the fuck is going on? Right. Yeah. That's what people I think people don't know. I mean, I feel like if you listen to to MAS, you probably do. I mean, but but I feel like the general sort of awareness of like the average moviegoer uh, to sort of how weird like just Japanese not not I mean for, outside of a- Asian cinema, which Japanese, I guess, unless you talk to Japanese people, apparently like Japanese people don't consider themselves Asian. Like they consider themselves, if you ever heard like people talk about like Asia, they'll say Japan in Asia. Like they almost they consider themselves like outside of Asia, even though to Westerners you're like, no, you're still you're still Asian. Uh, but but um, I don't think people understand like East the films in the East, right? Are, are definitely have a weirdness to them, and part of that is because obviously it may be a little bit of us being like outsiders, and it just seems different to us. But like Japanese films specifically regardless if there's shit like mutant girl squad are there serious sort of like arty kind of like festival style films like taste of tea uh there's just the tendency for you then to have moments that make you just say what the fuck are like across all kinds of types of well, movies <laughs> like you know what i mean when like, it I'm, comes to exploitation movies like mm-hmm. they have like the best Right, they have like legit writers <laughs> writing this shit. It's like, yeah, 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 that's true. <laughs> so like American exploitation doesn't have that level of writing. Like the mm-hmm. um, the Mieke movies have like really good stories and right. Well, Mieke is like doing like audition, which is you know Ryu Murakami and like you know like like there's all sorts of like you're right. Like I feel like very rarely do you see an American exploitation movie. Maybe uh, like sh- wait, oh, wait, who's the taxi driver writer? Um, oh, Paul Schrader. Like maybe him. Maybe he's the, the <laughs> yeah. example of like. Yeah. It's like, what are you doing? You should be like trying to win Academy Awards again. Instead, you're just making like total like sleaze. <laughs> I mean, well, his last his last few films have gotten nominations, right? You know, That's like true. you know, uh, obviously uh, the card was it card counter, and then before that, um, uh, what's it? Uh, Ethan Hawke with the bomb on his chest. The, the, uh, I love, I like that movie a lot. Why am I blanking on the name? I use, I literally use the, the, the picture of him with the bomb strapped to his chest all the time as a form of a meme. Uh, first reformed. Yeah. First reformed. Okay. Uh, yeah. So Schrader's definitely um, his last couple of films and I hear his new one sounds like it's going to be perfect. Just Paul Schrader's a, a national treasure. We should, we should definitely cherish him while he's still around, especially now that he's an old man and he's like, just says stuff on Facebook. That's great. <laughs> like that yeah, just expresses yeah. his old man mind that like all the shit that made like his movies so strange, like Taxi Driver and uh, um, even Rolling Thunder and you know lesser known mm. movies. But like you know, like he he's just yeah, you're right. He's probably the only sort of 
Well, it's like his movies could have been trash, but they they were done really well. Mm-hmm. You know, like all those movies could have been much lesser movies. Like Taxi Driver could have been such a bad movie. Of course, it's a really good one. You know, right, right. Well, I, I feel um, like that's that's like that's any right. It's always like about any like, movie, really. Yeah, like any, any movie, any kind of like art in general. It's like it's all about like the person behind it, right? Who's who's you know who's, who's sort of like helming the ship uh but there is something like there's something to sort of these kind of movies where like for me like i I don't know about you but for me like these kind of movies are like have the hardest balancing act to pull off for me as a viewer like you they have to be in that perfect sweet spot for me to enjoy them and continue watching them and not immediately turn them off you know what I mean? Like, cause I'm not yeah. somebody who's masochistic about my viewing habits where like, if something is absolutely shit, I'm not going to force myself to watch it. Like if it makes me just say, what, what I'm going to leave. Like, you know what I mean? Like if I get that, that thing of like, I feel like I should turn this off. I just turn it off. I know people that will like sit through things and punish themselves for no reason yeah. other than they must just enjoy punishment. Like, you know what I mean? Like, uh, I, I won't do that anymore. Like I won't, like I never really did to be honest with you. Like I never would force, force myself to finish things that I wasn't like really, really into. And sometimes it would like, that would result in me like not seeing a movie that was, uh, that I knew people like whose opinions I've, I I tended to align with would really like rave about, I wouldn't see them or I, because, or I would try to watch them, but never would finish them because I just couldn't get into them only to find myself returning to them when I was older and, and digging them. But I was just, it was just about like where I was at at the time. You know what I mean? Like sometimes yeah. movies are what you bring to them. You know what I mean? Like uh, I definitely feel that way. Like, this movie, I probably would have thought this movie was amazing when I was like 25 or whatever. Uh, and now I still think it's amazing, but I, but I, I feel like I think my reasonings behind what's is amazing are probably way different. You know what I mean? Than, than yeah. what I would think when I was 25, you know? Um, yeah. I'm not surprised that, uh, that, uh, you said that you, you, you seen this, you think you've seen this before. Um, yeah, I definitely remember <laughs> certain scenes, but yeah, I was like, I mean, they do kind of blend together. I do think this movie also kind of goes like a movie that's similar to this is like Riccio, the story of, yeah, Ricky. story of Ricky. Yes, yes. Um, that comes up a lot. A like, story of Ricky comes up a lot. Maybe it's just because the type of movies that I'm. I feel like it about. hasn't been sort of spo- like Evil Dead has sort of been. I don't want to say spoiled, but like. It just it's so over discussed that yeah. it doesn't mean anything anymore. I feel like Ricky yes, hasn't mean. quite yeah, yeah. hasn't quite been over over loved, but a lot of it, people have seen it, I guess, at this point. But I, I really love that movie. It's interesting um that you said Evil Dead, like uh being that like this month, I think the new Evil Dead Rise. Oh yeah, it's coming out. And also, like, I saw, like, I was watching um, the basketball game last night, and I saw a commercial for that show, uh, Impractical Jokers, uh, which has been on forever. Um, I I don't really watch it ever, but I saw a commercial, and it had fucking Bruce Campbell as one of the, like, guests. And, like, watching one of the guys dressed as Ash 
inside of a set that looks like Evil Dead. And he's like with the fucking chainsaw on his hand and they're having him like smash stuff over his head like Evil Dead. You know what I mean? And I'm like, my, I just something about that just was like, it, it, I just, it, it almost like disgusted me a little bit. <laughs> and I like Evil Dead, and I like. I mean, they just gotta get paid, you know. Yeah, I get. It. I, I, I could tell Bruce Campbell looked like he was just there because he didn't get paid yeah. for for a while. I feel yeah. like. Yeah. Now, now they're good, but I feel like you know, I really, I don't, I don't have a problem with the fact that the movie's popular. It's just like, it's Funko it Pop just, now. It's yeah, it's it's no just. Good. I mean. What what it yeah I mean what I liked about it was it's hard to I feel the idea that again it goes back to what I at the very beginning it's like it's just some friends making a fucking movie in the woods it's not like people want to discuss the movie itself and what's in the movie or the culture right. of the movie that's not what it really is it's that mm-hmm. these people made this fucking movie with nothing in the mm-hmm. woods and they almost died doing it and it's a really that's that's how good the movie was you know right, and they right. had nothing to be able to pull that off um and it was made completely outside of the system they, they yeah. literally financed by like dentists and shit and that's know? what evil dead is about that's right the point it's but not now, about as, the chainsaw arm it's yeah, not, yeah i mean it is about bruce campbell he's extremely important but like it's it's that that mythology is lost like I think in the bigger, the more of it, it just becomes like same thing with Marvel. It's like mm-hmm. what made all these mythologies and these stories like powerful, or you know what it's really like? It's like a new nightmare. It's how like mm-hmm. uh, uh, the power. Well, I guess the power you know, in the new nightmare, the power is lost because the how does Freddy lose his power? <laughs> <laughs> and the new nightmare. It's because they don't make any movies anymore. So then he, <laughs> yeah, he yeah, power. yeah. I think I think that's the yeah, yeah. I think it okay. Like so that. it's the inverse of, of yeah. the new nightmare. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Like Freddie needs them to to be alive. He, people need to recognize, you know, that he's a thing or some shit. That's like the. I would like you know if they make another a nightmare on the street, I'd like for them to go the meta another meta direction. That would be good. Mm. I, yeah, I, 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 I get so like. I get so like I'm just tired of like them like making these same things over and over again. But I just kind of realize, you know, um, that that's kind of like just the business at this point. You know what I mean? Like um, I've just started referring to sort of certain things like the thing about this. Right. The thing about movies like Mutant Girl Squad that appeals to me at my age at this point in my life uh, is really like just the fact that like even if it's goofy, even if it's silly, um, not realistic, there's something about it. Like you've already pointed out the handmade quality, which is always going to be an appealing factor for me. Right. And and, and you as well, as you, as you've stated, but, but like another aspect of it is like that I def, I totally get the sense that like, this isn't playing safe. Right. Like, is it doing like shit? That's like, making me uncomfortable not not really i mean it's goofy but it's not there's like but you there's a level of like unrestrained insanity like that they're just playing gleefully like you know what i mean it's like a gleefully like we're gonna do this shit because you know if this was made through the system most of the shit wouldn't make 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 it because it would it would be like no they would get a note like you can't do that yeah like how dare you do that that's that's offensive that's stupid that's 
gross. That's whatever. And there's something about that, even if it's a, even if it's just for me, like even if it's in a serious, serious movie, like a movie that, that has higher aspirations. Right. Like I respond to, to moments that are dramatic in that that way, too, where it's like, oh, that was a bold that was a bold decision for the for, for the filmmaker to to make a movie that depicts a scene this way or makes a character make this decision like those things they don't have to be over the top or uh intentionally shocking but they just have to they just have to convey a sense to me the the viewer that like oh they're like pushing at the boundaries of the thing that they're making you know what i mean was as most of this i started to refer to like i refer to marvel movies this way like and i started just to refer to like movies in general that come out of hollywood now as like they're car, it's car seats like the shit is car seats like it's like it's it's for babies it, it, and it's safe it's, it's some safe shit made for babies it's just car seats like the shit is just car seats to me like that's 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 what i refer to it as and then like i find myself retreating um to sort of uh things that are just anything that's like on the periphery anything that's not you know coming through the sort of big mainstream because again like I mean, the answer is just, you know, if you're a filmmaker on an individual level is to just make something that only that only you can make. Right. And and to use use the disadvantages to your advantage. advantage. I mean, that's because yeah, yeah. you can't. I mean, I'd say like my la- the last movie I did Assassin's Creed, one of the issues I had and I think it comes through in the movie itself is like there was like a full crew, like a mm-hmm. pro crew mm-hmm. that do things a certain way. And then there's like throughout the movie, there's like the reins are let off and then the weird shit happens. And so it's like, there's a weird balance between those two things that creates this weird movie. Let me it, ask almost, you, it almost made a weirder movie doing it that way. Yeah. Let me ask you about that. Cause I, I talked about this on uh, a Kira pilled episode uh, with, with my guest Kelby um, where I was talking about, unions on sets right and i was talking about how from from to my knowledge right like the union unions for for sort of like not only not only for above the line but but below the line as well like unions on 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 films are are essential but they're they're designed for sort of like working within studio financed yeah so when you get on a smaller scale and you have union like crew, it becomes an issue because it's not designed for that. Now, I'm assuming you had union crew, right? For Assassinat, right? Um, I mean, it wasn't a union movie, but, you know, there's union rates, mm-hmm. like the lowest rates. And I mean, mm-hmm. people were paid. I, I don't, I wasn't a producer on the movie, so don't know the exact numbers of things but like i mean things for like the kids and the, mm-hmm. the kid actors we followed like sag rules even though it wasn't mm-hmm. a sag, SAG screen rule. actors movie yeah. we still like did like certain hours and just crazy how long you can actually work kids mm-hmm. in sag even with the rules it's like more than you you would more think. than you would think yeah yeah and yeah. even though they're like we have rules it's like all right <laughs> like full day it's like eight hour i don't know it's like mm. but um our days were always short um but um yeah it's uh 
I mean, either, yeah, I mean, it's either a union production or it's not. And then, mm. but um, you know, you do hear stories about these like lower bu- budget movies that get taken over, you know, yeah. union actions taken against them for yeah. one reason or another. Or, well, usually what they do is they, they find a crew that's non union and they're like, hey, do you want to join the union? And then, you yeah. know, they yeah. put them in the union and then they like shut down the movie. I think that happened to Cabin Fever. I think that's what happened. Yeah, that's yeah. the one I know about. Um, yeah, yeah. Where it's like this, because once a movie has a certain budget, right? Once you're talking about like two million, or, I mean, you're getting starting one million, two million. I feel like, and you're shooting it non-union. If word gets around, are people on the crew sort of like, who have aspirations to do this beyond just working on this movie? Uh, also depends on what state you're in. Because if you're in... A right to work state, they can't. There's things that the unions can't do legally, right. and yeah. so in certain states, they don't have, like you know, doing a strike. Like unions, like basically the way union contracts, a lot of times they work is the studio and the union they come up with a contract, and within the contract they agree that there isn't going to be renegotiation, there mm-hmm. isn't going to be a strike. It's all done ahead of time, mm-hmm. um, and that the and and if you do strike it's illegal (laughs) like you you it's like um it's a lot harder to like fully like strike a production than um but again it depends on where you are it depends on the laws of the state and what organizations you're what union you're talking about because there's obviously more than one and Um, that's what sorry to cut you off go ahead drew um but yeah i mean people I think for in our situation, it's like it wasn't a union production, but like people were paid. I I I can see a decent amount. I mean, mm. obviously, it doesn't compare to like a real movie with mm. a million dollar budget. Mm. But um, I worked for Troma, so I know <laughs> what the real shit is. Yeah, yeah. and if the, anybody wanted to claim. Every I mean, people were paid a living wage that they could pay their bills with for that shoot. I mean, I, I yeah, yeah, I, I could pretty safely say that. I mean, maybe there's situations where we fucked up, but like compared to my other movies, it was the most ethically made movie because we mm-hmm. had a budget and most yeah. of that money went to pay people. It didn't go or it went to locations, right? Um, right. So that- you know, they want to talk shit. They can. <laughs> I mean, they have every right to you know, yeah. yeah. Um, Oh, uh, that's an interesting aspect of Japanese film is that there are no unions, you know, um, uh, literally none. Um, I talked about yeah. it a little a little bit with uh, uh, Karando uh, Mitsu, Mitsutake, which, you know, he, he talked about like his experiences. All his movies have been financed by Japanese uh, financers. And but he's like, yeah, there's no unions over there. Uh, in fact, uh, Asami, who's in uh, his couple of his movies. Uh, notably uh the uh, gun gun woman right um she's in this as the girl with the eye patch who has that the the the, the really cool sort of cannibal holocaust inspired impalement uh <laughs> on the sword uh uh she's briefly in this movie um uh yeah but like i just feel like it's important to talk about that kind of thing at least for me because a big a big thing about me talking about weird things made on the fringes is sort of like uh it's to sort of like discuss the realities of like but people aren't being paid 
yeah. properly. There's yeah. no way. Yeah, the realities of making people... of making things when you don't have sort of like finance, the financial sort of backing of, of, a, of a big giant studio, corporate owned studio, you know what I mean? Like uh, are, when you're doing things at, at a certain scale, uh, that becomes a huge factor, like a huge factor of, be, of your ability to do yeah. things is sort of like, which I'm always like, always like, uh, I'm definitely a pro union person in general, you know what I mean? But like, I do feel like, uh, when you're doing things at a small scale independently, um, it's very important that you, that you sort of like take into account that you can't, you're limited in terms of your ability to pay the people that you do bring around you to collaborate. And I feel like whatever you do should factor that in and be designed. It should, you should design around that. Like you shouldn't yeah. try to get like, you shouldn't do the trauma thing, which is try to get as many people as possible and don't pay none of them. Like, yeah. To me, that's like super unethical and fucked up. You know I mean, I think when you're first starting out in your career, yeah. that's what you're going to have to do. Most likely right. when you're making a movie is it's going to be your friends. It's going to yeah. be no one's going to get paid. But like, you know, that I mean, that's that's like the dream is you get to make mm. a movie with your friends and it's fun. But that is also that can easily like. Turn into a bad time too right i mean it, i think that the process is the most important thing and like because it, it comes through in the final product too if making the movie is like a nightmare it sort of comes it comes out in the movie and um mm. but yeah it's just still it's like a catch-22 it's like you you can either if you, if they have to be a hundred percent ethically made you'll probably never make a movie right but you also don't want to become Lloyd Kaufman where your, your business literally doesn't exist without free labor from mm. people who are basically it's the, it's the Hollywood, you're sold a lie. You're like, Oh, yeah. you'll be, you'll yeah. be James Gunn. You'll be, you'll, <laughs> you're going to be, you know, get everybody <laughs> listening. If whoever listens to this, <laughs> you're going to be him. You're going to be the one. If you're listening you work for you're... trauma. So you need to give them your movie for free mm. and never get paid by them because mm. you're going to be the next James Gunn. Mm. That is my advice to you. If you listen to MAS and you want to be the next James Gunn, you're listening. Stop listening to this podcast. <laughs> um, uh, uh, I mean, I, I just think it, it's like you just got to be honest with people. I mean, my advice to anybody is don't give your movie to anybody. Don't sell your movie to any distributor nowadays. Yeah. Basically, under any circumstance, unless, I mean, obviously, like, I've, you know, sounds with Dread Central, which I don't have any real issues with, but um, if you're making a low-budget, no-budget movie, own your movie. Don't give it to anybody. There's yeah, no reason yeah. to. Yeah. Like, I, feel, I feel the same way. They, I think so they will convince you 100% that it's worth your time by writing you a fucking check. Mm-hmm. Mm. that will matter in your life other than that it's like nothing matters right like the the possibility of future money it's bullshit it's yeah. not coming yeah but it, you know if you make like a five thousand dollar movie you could probably make if it's remotely entertaining you can probably make 30 grand right you can't have a distributor they're going to take all of the money that it would make yeah you know that's true that's definitely true um everyone who I know has made something on a small scale and then had to sort of go through that sort of 
pursuing some sort of distribution. It's always like, oh yeah, you're getting no money. Um, we're gonna put it out. Uh, these contracts are garbage. Like, yeah, you know what I mean. Like, basically, um, you're 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 giving us the right to not pay you to have your movie so we can make money. Yeah, on. like you know the Sassnot I mean? was a much bigger budget, so mm. it just sort of had to go through a distributor. But they did. I mean, they they did. You could see we could see that they did stuff and that yeah. they you know they did things and they sold mm -hmm. it to other territories and things that like that mm -hmm. um but um nine times out of ten you don't need a distributor though unless yeah I, yeah. yeah i think that's important that's important uh, important thing to, to highlight and the important thing to, to talk about is is like movies like i don't even know like this it, what's weird about this what's weird about like this movie specifically is is that again, like it's so unique in the fact that like a lot of this stuff that we're talking about probably really doesn't apply. Cause again, there's no unions over there. Filmmaking is not really uh, an avenue for a career in the way that it used to be um, in Japan. Um, Their entertainment industry is also very different. It, it's, it's like, very, yeah, it's just very different. In people own career, like companies own I know in comedy, it's like mm. they own your career or something. It's like <laughs> it's like American Idol. You know how they like own everything you do. Yeah, it's, it's like a three sixty like, kind of three sixty yeah. kind of situation. Like we, but I really don't know the specifics of that. But um, I'm not. I'm, I've vaguely kind of I've heard similar things. Um, I'm not completely sure about like the exact way it works when it comes to outside of film. And I even vaguely know not even a lot about other than what I've heard and what I've looked into about how sort of different the film industry is um, in terms of the financial side and what people get paid and don't get paid. But I do know, again, I knew the, uh, the actress Asami, who I already mentioned, she retired from doing movies because she just couldn't, it wasn't financially like a thing that she could sustain herself doing anymore. Like it was just like one of those things where she was doing all these movies, but she wasn't really, you know, she had to take a second job, basically, more or less. Meanwhile, she's like this face that people know from doing all these movies all these years. And, and she was working another job um, in order to sort of, you know, pay the bills, or keep the lights on. Um, and that's not a unique thing in Japan. And I feel like um, I feel like until, unless you're I mean, certain, even here, even, even in here America, it's, like that, it's but true. It's, but yeah. filmmakers don't talk about. They don't talk about the the fact that they're just some guy. They got to be like, they got to <laughs> pretend they're hot shit even when they're right. not. Like they right. can't tell you, like filmmakers don't talk about their failures. They don't talk no, they about don't. how they fucked up. And they they don't tell you about how they have like a gun in their mouth. They're like, I, I wasted my life. I should have I graduated college and got a real yeah. degree. Yeah. yeah. They don't that... talk about that. And you only hear the stories of the people like, the Tarantinos or the mm. people that like they just won the lottery basically where the, mm. the timing was perfect right movie right. right time right distributor but like that's not going to be most people so it's like everybody else got to find a way to pay the bills that's like yeah. most people the fact that like that's the majority of people yeah that's the majority of people you know what I mean like it's 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 like even people sort of like uh just in my my like experience like I feel like people have weird expectations of like our assumptions that they make about you. Like, Oh, like you've worked with this famous person. So you're good. Like, no, like not at all. <laughs> like what the fuck are you talking about? Like, that's not how this works. Like, you know what I mean? Like uh, just because that person's rich and like, I, I, I work with them from time to time. Doesn't mean that like by proxy I'm rich. 
or by proxy, I have to like, you know, like I still very much like it's like, oh, what's the next thing? Or what am I going to do for this? You know what I mean? It's a very like normal, regular, everyday existence. Yeah. It's not like from time. Yeah. From time to time, it gets a little interesting for, if you get to like travel. And well, like when you work on a big project or like a big, a big mm -hmm. show um, in my situation, like where like if I was a kid and I was because mm -hmm. I. I did like this animated scene from the Borat, the new Borat movie where like mm -hmm. it wasn't in the final cut, but it was like uh, Donald Trump is like getting fisted by Melania and you get pissed on. And I was just like compositing this. And I was like, if, if young me knew that this is what I would be working on, I would just, I would die happy, <laughs> you know? And then, but once it's over, I'm just like, oh, it's just another another thing yes like, another job yeah yeah another anal fisting thing <laughs> that i was involved in but it, the fact that i was getting paid to do that was like pretty yeah. incredible like i did yeah. kind of take take a step back and i was like damn you could get paid to to work on this fucking bill you know yeah. Um, yeah i feel like that never probably that probably never goes away like i don't i feel like anytime i'm and you know um i'm fortunate enough to be paid to make to write shit and it's like there is that always that feeling of like, oh yeah, like I'm just getting paid to like just make up things or just like create scenes and like that is a or like even even when, especially when it's like doing something that's absurd like that, right? When you're just sitting there and you're like, I just wrote the stupidest thing ever, like, and I'm getting paid to do it, like, you know what I mean? Like that's it's kind of cool, like you know what I mean? Yeah. Like um uh to that degree and i mean stupid in, in terms of like well yeah probably literally stupidest thing ever but also like stupid in the and just literally the moment is supposed to be stupid like it's like oh yeah this is a stupid moment like in the movie uh you know well uh, I, we were working on that like before the right before the election so there was mm -hmm. like i i did have like a sense it was like i don't know what's gonna happen if he's president and the shit comes out like yeah 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 you know well i mean if, i mean well the good thing about that is what that if he that does but Become a fascist dictator we would be killed for having done this you know what i mean <laughs> not, to, not to say that was going to happen but i mean mm. you know what i mean there was like the sense of like we're doing something wrong right right you know yeah. like is this okay i mean I, I, now I, it's just like because it's meaningless it's like yeah. it's just more content for the fucking like the end it's like pissing the way i feel about making movies or making any mm. art now it's just piss, you're pissing in niagara falls they're just mm. And you're like, hey, look, my piss, it's like, it's going over the edge, man. <laughs> Do you see it? It's like, no, man. <laughs> yeah. It's kinda. like five billion gallons of shit getting flushed <laughs> endlessly. I think uh, that's depressing depressing way to the way to look at it but this is this is the uh this is the depressing podcast <laughs> this is what we this is what we do here at mas we i mean i do think if you're liberated from mm. the importance of what you're doing and then yeah. it's more about just do the thing and move on to the next thing if it's more of like a zen state of mind yeah it's just the best place to be because then the success or failure of any given project doesn't really matter um, yeah and what you articulated right there, that is pretty much one of the core ethos that I have. And I, I want to sort of communicate through through doing this podcast um, is just like operating from that headspace, like and operating from that, that the sort of like not being 
not looking at it's very I get it. It's hard to do. But like, I feel like it's the most valuable thing you can do is to sort of not directly tie your self-worth to the work. Yeah. Um, when I yeah, when I like got my ego out of it, right. I got like better things started happening to me. You know, I got right. cooler projects. And also when I stopped caring about my own and I, I, I stopped saying no. Mm -hmm. I started saying yes to things mm -hmm. and even things I wasn't comfortable doing. Right. Um, also hang out with people that don't have a TV and don't like movies. Mm -hmm. That's true. That's is true. really nice actually yeah. sometimes. Yeah. Um, well, I mean, that's the thing about me is like, like um, I noticed that a big reason that I kind of watch the movies that I watch is a direct response to what you're talking about which is not wanting to be around people who watch a lot of movies because i know there's a certain um collective sort of hive movie person like universe i guess the universe isn't the right right word but like uh let's say it's a um what's the word i'm looking for here drew it is a community right of sort of like that exist on a sort of, let's just say like Letterboxd is, is a good example of this, right? Like Letterboxd being an app, a social media app for movies, right? Which is what it is for people to rate movies and sort of interact uh, and have engagement about movies. It attracts a certain type. Like, better than imdb though IMDb. Yes, i mean imdb is like the worst but yeah yeah yeah. my reviews in in litterbox i'm a, i'm i accept I, yeah yeah it's I'm, fair. I'm a letterbox user i'm a, i mean i'm not sitting there like I imdb do... is literally like you should die you should be killed <laughs> you should be sent to the gulag and executed uh yeah. uh but yeah uh but there's a certain kind of person that like is a movie person and like i don't want to talk to them about movies you know what i'm saying it's like it's like uh i i you know it's like the people that listen to uh the big picture like um i mean i'm pretty sure i have people that listen to this podcast and listen to the big picture and if you do don't stop listening <laughs> this isn't a shot at you uh, specifically this is a general thing where i'm like that sort of like ringer style podcast like you know like bill simmons sort of like i have the ringer part the big picture and like whatever movie podcast he has where they talk about like goodwill hunting again for a millionth time or whatever. Like, it's so like, it's like, I'm, it's not, there's nothing there. It's like the most sort of like we were talking about with evil dead, how evil dead is people. It's like, it's not about the chainsaw. It's not about the, the, like, it's just like a bunch of like, uh, it's almost like free form association with movies. I mean, it's pure. Mm -mm. It's evil dead is like pure cinema. It's like, mm -hmm. A director is like holding your attention with nothing. Mm. Like, well, with the tree. <laughs> I mean, with more than nothing, but yeah, like yeah, yeah. a lot of that movie is just camera, camera tricks. It just is like holding your attention. It's like a magic trick. Right. It's which like, is what, which is what cinema is, right? Like, that's what yeah. Orson Welles always talking, you know, that movie F is for fake, right? It's like, you know, it's, it is a magic trick. Like it is definitely that. Like, um... but the fact that you have to like Evil Dead, it's like, it's like, I I wish more people hated Evil Dead now. Yeah, me I was too. like that. They're yeah, like, yeah, you have yeah. people that are. I I obviously can't be that person, but like, you know, I I'm I'd be all about it. People like just fuck that movie, yeah. and it's like why? Just because? Like, yeah, I don't know. I I feel like 
there's there's a lot of things I, I can say about that, but but I do feel as I sort of like ponder this in real time with you, that like when I question my annoyance about like people like not being allowed to not like things like the evil dead. Uh, I always think like, fuck, because there's so many movies that like have been like, I view them as like be, they've become co-opted. So it's like, I still like the evil. I still like evil dead and evil dead too. I still do. I mean, but I, I just, never would have made any of my movies. If right. It but I just never want to talk yeah. about it now. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, it's really like, <laughs> yeah. what the fuck else is there to talk about? Yeah, know? like because because no because so many people talk about it and they talk about yeah. it in such a sort of like superficial kind of like meaningless way that's like um, but I get it though like people want to sort of be part of the crowd you know people want to have that sense of like belonging and like that's a good thing but it's also a bad thing you know like and it, it just depends on how you're you're talking about it where it's like it's a good thing that people want to sort of like be in, included in like sort of like you know i can relate to you through this thing right like i feel like but sometimes i feel like that's not really the case i just feel like it's just like it's just trendy you know what i mean like it's just like well of course i'm gonna have fucking uh i'm gonna wear the fucking astro the astro boy boots because you know, they're the cool thing now. And then if I put the Astro boots on, it shows that one, I'm fashionable, even though it's kind of funny that you think that. And two, they're like, it's a, it's a status symbol thing too, where it's like, you know, these, these they cost like $320. Well, I, I guess another thing is it's just mm-hmm. sort of like, well, what's next? Like, mm-hmm. you're going to, we're going to talk about these movies that were like, for for us revolutionary well it's like okay what the fuck is next like right who, who's making the next evil dead i mean and i feel like there's people that that are like sort of on that wave like the director of like, the new evil dead movie <laughs> yeah. i know what you mean <laughs> i mean i mean more like like i know what you mean jason eisner or yeah. like even Turbo Kid, I think, is a movie that's close to those those Japanese movies, closer yeah. to yeah. anything else. As far as like the Western people trying to do that kind of stuff. Well, Eisner uh, did just did a movie that no one's really talking about, which is the kids kids, kids versus, versus aliens. aliens. You know what I mean? Um, which is unfortunate. I do feel like uh, he's a type of filmmaker who who kind of really gets that the stuff you know what i mean he gets this kind of stuff right i mean i do think it's a limitation of the genre though it's a mm. limitation of the sort of camp because at the end of the day all mm. these movies share like this camp aesthetic and the camp mm. is like it's like a real to make it mainstream and make it still function mm-hmm. is very difficult to do mm-hmm. i think when i think of like what is mainstream that's camp like maybe american horror story but that jumped the shark the last season was like right, the worst right, shit I've right. ever seen in my entire life. Yeah, um, yeah. I think I've never been able to see, I just always thought like, oh, this is like this is like made by people who like know what a horror movie is, but they like don't know why a horror movie is like what makes them tick. Like, but they know all of the signals. Like, you know, like they know like it's supposed to yeah. like, that's what I always felt about it. Like it's just like uh again, like it's like horror mad libs or some shit. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? Yeah. But if you get on the wavelength of it, it, mm. it, it functions. But yeah, like I feel like horror comedy at the end of the day is not, it will never really be a mainstream 
genre because it's like mm -hmm. mixing pizza with for most people it's mm -hmm. like it's chinese food and pizza mm -hmm. it's like i want my pizza <laughs> or i want the chinese i don't want both shout out to all Give the chinese one. buffets that have uh pizza in them those <laughs> pizza chinese pizza <laughs> i've seen, i've been to a few of those i always always thought that that was like a bold thing like yeah like... i mean <laughs> like i mean it's like thing. i'm sure one person likes it but yeah, most yeah. people are like yeah. fuck this <laughs> so I do think, I mean, in my own experience, that that's just, mm. uh, I don't think, I think my movies are kind of a, not exactly, because these, like this movie in particular is like, inter, it's an entertaining. It's entertaining. It's entertaining. And I feel like I'm more in the, just like, I don't really care if, if anyone's entertained or not. <laughs> yeah. And to my own detriment, you yeah, know, like yeah. as a filmmaker, yeah. at the end of the day, this is what we're, we're doing. Entertainers, entertaining mm. people. And if you, if you like, I don't have to entertain anybody. It's like, good. Yep. You don't, but there will be repercussions. <laughs> yeah. You know? uh, yeah. If it you is... have disdain for your audience, they will, you know, have a problem with that at some point yeah and i feel like that's that's like you know that's like the haneke thing right where he's just always has a disdain for like people like you shouldn't be watching movies you're a dumbass for watching movies let me tell you how through this movie <laughs> you're like fuck <laughs> um but like i don't know like I, I i i don't know how i feel because i always feel like my audience is like me you know what i mean which is probably a very self-absorbed thing to, <laughs> the, the, yeah. a self-absorbed thing to create from but it's always like i feel like the only barometer is your own taste right to so to, whatever the reasonings that you're trying like the, a, a movie doesn't have to be entertaining like a, a, just like a no. book so sometimes the, the purpose of that is like yeah, I don't want you to be like I want you. I mean, to sometimes movies should be boring. I like right. Stalker is like one of the most boring movies mm -hmm. ever, but that's like it's like a legendary movie. Right, right. That there, that's people don't understand. I feel like that gets lost in in sort of the general sort of. I mean, where is the place for Stalker in this landscape? You can't put Stalker on fucking TikTok. You can't. It's not. It's not. It has no. <laughs> It has no place in social media or the internet. It's like you got to go to a place, you got to go to a hole deep in the ground, and you got to experience stalker. Mm. You know, you can't consume it in in bite sized quantities. It doesn't work. You know. Right. Yeah. So I think slow movies are going to have a problem. You know. Yeah, I, I mean, slow cinema in general, which is a genre I do like. I do like slow cinema. Um, I feel like slow cinema has always just been a very niche kind of you know a niche genre in general like yeah it, it 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 it's just like again it's like those people who like i know people who are really into uh whiskey you know what i'm saying like they're like they're like really into whiskey yeah <laughs> they talk they talk about how like the whiskey's been aged and like all this shit and i'm like mm. it's just to me it's like I don't care yeah. whiskey, dog like you know what i'm saying like i don't give a fuck like you know like it's all the same to me um uh, and I feel like that's that's a lot, probably a lot of people like when it just in general when it comes to to sort of their taste when it comes to movies and shit where it's like yeah I get it slow cinema is not for everybody even even it, I, well every, nothing good is for for everybody you know what I'm saying like when I'm in the art when I mean in, just specifically when it comes to art like I feel like yeah. uh, there's no such thing as like uh, something for everyone like um and the that's why the stuff that is the the most ubiquitous and the biggest in culture is like usually some of the most like banal 
sort of like easy like it's easily digestible but it's also like purely like junk food like it's like you eat it and then like you gain no nutrition whatsoever from it it tastes good on your tongue briefly and then it's over and then you want another piece of candy or whatever you know what I mean like like I feel like that's a perfect sort of I know it's an overused probably uh metaphor but it's perfect it really does describe how disposable uh a lot of this stuff is but I mean at the end of the day it's made on an assembly line it's made sort of like the bottom line is profit and that's the main incentive so I mean and it's not their quantity it's like well, I guess that's changed because it used to be you just like put out a bunch of shit and then mm-hmm. one of the things blows up and then it pays for everything else. Mm-hmm. Now I feel like all the money is put into one project and that's the thing. It's mm-hmm. like the Avatar or the Marvel movie. Right. But with the expectation that they're going to make a hundred of them, you know, yeah. 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 Like this is going to be an ongoing profitable franchise. Well, it's obviously we are now in the age of brand. So it's like, mm-hmm. Dungeons and Dragons, Barbie, uh, Mario. Uh, mm-hmm. What the fuck else is there? Is there a Fritos movie or something? <laughs> the Chester Cheeto movie. Cheddar, Cheddar, Cheddar Cheese. Cheese. Yeah. I, I, wouldn't movie. Be, I wouldn't be fucking surprised. I There's the my, Tetris, Tetris I took film. My kid There's the Air Jordan the movie. movie. I took this kid, my kid to see the Mario movie. Um, I wanted to bail. Like, you know, I was like, oh, God. But, like, uh, he enjoyed it. And I honestly, it wasn't that bad. Like I thought, um, I thought it was cool that like the movie sort of incorporated the game so much. Like it even incorporated like Mario Kart in the fucking into it. And like yeah. Mario actually does eat mushrooms and get bigger. And he also does get like, it's like literally the game. Like uh, I thought that was cool. I was like, oh, that's yeah. cool. You know, but it's, it's, it's for kids. It's exactly what it's supposed to be for. So I feel like having an opinion on it. It's like kind of like stupid. Yeah, I, mean, <laughs> you know I like, I mean? like I saw the I like the Dungeon Dragons movie, but I don't mm. really have anything to say about it. Yeah. Um, yeah, I just feel uh, like that I feel like that there's just certain things that like I just shouldn't have an opinion about. I mean, it's just like <laughs> but we are mm. like we are in this new era of mm. it's just brand. It's just right. that's really what's happening. It's there is no there's no more um, high concept movies. Well, maybe there are. Well, their ideas of high concept are shit like Cocaine Bear. Like that's that's yeah, that's a high concept I mean? movie. Yeah, yeah but like, you know that's not gonna do the money. It's not gonna make the money, the real money. Right. Know? I don't even know if Cocaine Bear money. was. I don't even know if it was successful or not. I don't know what money did it. Did it make money? I don't even know. I don't know. I mean, I know that it had a, a built in sort of marketing like uh had a built-in marketing fucking strategy like you know what i mean so i uh, but again like no one care i mean the thing is we live in a time where no one gives a shit about (laughs) the integrity of their movie it's just like yeah 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 you know but i feel like cocaine bear would have been cool if it was directed by like the guys who who directed uh, jason eisner or yeah jason eisner are the guys who did mutant girl squad like <laughs> oh that'd be even better yeah you know it's like, like really fucked up yeah really fucked up shit like you know imagine cocaine bear done by these guys like you know what i mean like just even yeah. one of them if not all uh, three of them like they could have broken up into chapters again like fuck it i mean it would have been amazing like uh i mean you have in this movie you have a giant in the third 
the third chapter, you have basically, a, 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 I called it a Cronenberg mech suit, like where, <laughs> like the guy gets inside. Oh, yeah. Yeah, and it has like, that. it has like a breast on the side of his head where his head Oops. rests and the breasts shoot acid milk out the nipples and, and it's got like a protruding, like, I don't know, it's just like, again, like, and he's like, I am the leader of Japan. <laughs> yeah it's just very again like it's surreal it's absurd he has a he has a belly sword that's like goes limp and a it's tongue. also it's literally referred to as like getting soft and hard and like the phallic shit and even like when they cut it and there's like blood coming out of it it's literally referred to like a money shot like like it's like not a, none of this stuff is subtle it's completely no. over the top it's completely yeah. absurd we didn't even talk about either um when the girl is fighting the, the 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 girl who like slits her wrist and the fire comes out, but when she like cuts both of her hands and feet off, and they like shoot at her and like kick her and knock her back, you remember yeah. that part? Yeah, it's just yeah. you know what I mean. Like uh, I, I don't know. Like why why do I like why do I like this type of shit, Drew? I don't know. Like what I don't what is it? I always ask myself like why I like some of this stuff, um, and why I hate a lot of the stuff that's like. I guess marketed towards me. I, I feel like, uh, and part of it is just, I'm. I feel like, who cares? Yeah. <laughs> you know. Yeah. And then another part of me is like, yeah, but like, fuck this, it. Yeah, like this means something, though. You know what I mean? Like, um, it, it means something. Um, but also, like, fuck it. If you enjoy it, you enjoy it. Like, I just my problem. My problem is really like, um. I don't know if problem's the right word, but I feel like most people, I don't think people really enjoy the things that they say that they, that they enjoy. And that's always weird to me. I get that sense from a lot of these people. Like, like just, what movie? Just like name a popular movie. Like, I don't think people really enjoy everything everywhere all at once. Yeah. I don't think they really, I don't think they really do. Like, yeah, I don't know. I need to see that movie again, but I'm not going to watch it anytime soon i feel like i feel like that's the kind of movie that may or may not age well mm -hmm. in time but i i don't really have an opinion on that yet but yeah 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 um, i mean i'm gonna be 100 percent honest with you i have no i don't like the daniels so like i have no well that hearing them talk kind of like that's what ruins turned it. me off for the movie a little yeah, bit yeah. i was I like what, whatever Daniels, happened but, yeah. to directors who just shut the fuck up <laughs> <laughs> why do i have to know them why do i didn't know their opinions they're like they're 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 idiosyncrasies you know what i mean it's like yeah i'm sure they're nice people but like it's cool when no, people don't know what you think yeah I, I, as we're talking or as, as we're, we're talking our on a podcast like yeah like if i make anything i make now they're like well you have a whole fucking podcast but when like, you're that success when you're yeah. that level of success mm. that's when you just you know play it cool man yeah that's a, again that's that's the interesting thing it's like when you get to a certain level of no, uh, success and there's a and you've achieved a level of uh fame or just people know you right or it's sort of like you have the option of like not talking i, I guess they're just trying to be earnest mm -hmm. but i feel like you know but you do they? miss them are they trying to be earnest? Well, yeah, I guess that's up for debate. <laughs> yeah. But I, I do think the mythology, it is nice to sort of mythologize people, you know. Yeah. I think that's I think whether they deserve it or not. <laughs> yeah, that and that's a big thing for me. Um 
is like I do notice that and I feel as it, it as I've gotten older and as I've gotten more jaded admittedly uh I just find it really annoying when people mythologize people or just like when you're like I just find it cringy to to like when people are like fans to a degree where like I feel like I like certain art and I like certain things I like there there I will describe like a filmmaker or like maybe an author or a musician or anybody whatever like an artist like I have people whose work I'm a fan of right like I'm like I'm a fan of them but like I'm not of somebody who's gonna like fan out ever I mean I got a guy like mm. I broke the guy online once on Facebook because I made this post and it was just like all your heroes are just some asshole and this guy was like is that true and he started sending me photos like martin luther king and like the, the tiananmen square tank guy he's like no it's a hero that guy was just some asshole and i was like i was like that was that was the joke man like <laughs> the joke is it's <laughs> no he like i broke him he was like losing his shit he's like, you're, you're a bad person it's like <laughs> <laughs> oh we live in such a fucked up society bro like that's where it is though that's what you just You're said like, right there. Hell. that uh, you know and everyone listening has probably had some sort of experience like that online right you know what i mean like that's a very normal thing like people will literally lose their shit when you shatter the sort of n- the narratives that they've created for themselves but everybody is just some person everybody is just some thing right and they're yeah it you're actually, I think, diminishing what they did by by making people like into these superhuman things because it's like, no, like just some just some individual did that. It right. wasn't this super special genius, right? Some just person just like right you. place, right time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Super charismatic, had like a good group, had a good team behind them. Right. You know, you never hear about the team. No, of course not. Because- or you do. I mean, you kind of do, but it's. They don't get the credit. Like no one's like because you have to. We have to, and this is present. This is present in Hollywood movies a lot, which is this idea of the special, the the special one, like the one that's special. You know what I mean? And I feel like it just kind of reinforces the sort of uh, the hierarchy that exists in society. Yeah. Like you know what I mean? Like you're born a special. You're the special one. You're the one who's you know going to make it out of the fucking you know. Which again, that's all you know. That's all. That's why, like, like, I mean, the the sequels kind of fuck it up. But Rocky is so good that mm. Rocky loses. He loses, right? He fucking loses. That's why it's such a great movie. He's just a lo- dumb loser. Right, right. But he's like, but he's a winner at, because he wins it. because he loses. You know? Right, right, right. Because it's like, yeah, it's not even the it's not even the fact that he won. It's the way he lost. That's that's so. Yeah. You know what I mean? That is a kind of a win in and of itself. I feel like that gets missed in general like about that movie but that's it gets missed in in society especially america you know what i mean like again i always say this i know i'm a broken record uh, but like yeah like it is we live in an individualistic society and it's all about being you know it's all it's all about the individual it's all about it's all about like uh distinguishing yourself from the pack right but there's something that is that you that you just uh hit on that is like something that I'm always railing about, which is no, like humanizing people is important. You know what I mean? Like recognizing that like 
yeah, extraordinary things can be done by regular people. And like that sort of promotes this idea of like us being all together in this shit. Like, you know what I mean? As opposed to us being so fucking atomized and everyone's apart, like promoting this idea of, 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 yeah. of a collective society of human beings existing with each other. Like that idea is, is like one of those that I feel like is actively suppressed because it's not one that is going to sort of maintain the status quo. It's not going to maintain the, the the hierarchy that's in place. It's you know what I mean. Like if people started thinking along those lines, like think about sort of all the because all the great things that have really been done have been built on the backs of numerous people. You know yeah. what I'm saying? There's just they just usually uh, give one figurehead the credit, but the civil rights movement wasn't Martin Luther King. Like it was a whole bunch of people. You know what I'm saying? Like yeah. you know what I mean? Like he was just one and he was an important figure. Uh, amongst other important figures, but like it meant nothing if there was no people, you know what I mean? Behind him. You know what I mean? Like, like that's the point. Like the point isn't like, the point isn't just, Oh, one person. If you're just, again, like I get it. Like I understand, I understand the world. I'm aware of the world I live in. Like I get it. Like the incentive is not, you have every incentive in the world to be completely, uh, focused on your own sort of immediate circumstances and situation, right? Like as a, as a person in general, whatever you're trying to do in life, just surviving, let alone making any sort of a pursuit, whether it's an artistic one or just, you just want to do something, you want to get a nice house or whatever, you know, um, like I get it. Like it's a big world. There's a lot of people, you, the problems are so big. It feels like one person, they're just too big. They're just too big of a problem for an individual to sort of feel any sort of, have any sort of influence or sway over. So why bother yourself with the big questions? Why just why just not just double down on this? Like, it's just my, I live this one existence. I'm this one person. Let me take care of the, the, the my immediate situation and not not worry about the rest of the people around me. Um, I, I can sympathize with that. Uh, but I also think like, yeah, but like we're humans. Like, you know what I mean? You have to like, sort of like, not give in to sort of that impulse it's a selfish it's a selfish impulse and we all fall victim to it i'm yeah, not sitting here definitely. saying i'm not trying to sit here from like some sort of well, church and be like i'm selfless no of course not like you know what i mean i mean but, to make a movie though it's like it does like it requires you can even do it it requires an ego yeah. to like to, to like will it into existence but also i will say all the movies i did make the only reason they got made is because i I met some, there was like some other person there that I was working with that got the ball rolling. And in all, in all cases, I didn't just pull the shit out of my own ass. I mean, there are people, there are filmmakers that do it all on their own or animators, they'll animate an entire movie on their own. Mm -hmm. But generally speaking, it's like, you know, it's there's a, no such it thing is as, a, it's, yeah, but there's no, sorry to cut you off, Drew, but like, there's no such thing as a, a self-made person. Like that's a fucking that's not true. Well, it's just like, even if you do work alone, it's like, what are you influenced by? What did you see? Right. What, um, yeah, you know. yeah, yeah, yeah. But people valorize that shit. People like to, again, because it makes them feel special. But this idea, and there's, and I, and there's a reason why um, 
every episode of my podcast devolves into some sort of like uh, philosophical <laughs> discussion uh, because, because I think it's at the root uh, of a decapitated head floating in a, yeah, yeah. a cake. Yeah, literally about the space. stupidest movie ever. Like <laughs> That's awesome. Again, I, I recommend anyone seek this movie out if you want to have a fun movie that's that literally, you know, is, isn't boring. Um, uh, but but a, a, a silly movie like Mutant Girl Squad, uh, how we can have a conversation about it and how it can kind of like end up being one about like sort of things that are a little bit uh, have a lot more uh i don't know depth to them i mean which does i to be to be fair it doesn't take much to have more depth in, in this movie i mean <laughs> but, but that being said uh the reason the reason that like you know it, it's a reoccurring um kind of topic of discussion between me and the guest is is because i feel like at the heart of everything um you should be asking yourself these questions and like i feel like whether you're conscious of them or not i feel like you are asking yourself these questions like you know what i mean like i feel like the type of things you consume um and the type of things that you create are direct yeah. influence of that and how you how you make them right like right. the 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 method in which you make it because if and when you're starting out you're gonna fuck up like you're not mm -hmm. like i fucked up making movies and and like like they like not the like when we made science team it was just like the neighbors thought we had a cult because we had all these people living in our house like everyone's just like mm -hmm. sleeping on the floor oh, granted i was too you know like it right, wasn't right. like i was like i was in the shit too but like i'm like yeah it's probably not the best working conditions but mm -hmm. having come from trauma i was like we're doing such a great job mm -hmm. you know this is way better but it's still not yeah. what you should do but but i do think like if you could figure out the process it makes the final product better yeah and um it it makes you not want to fucking kill yourself because like making a movie is very hard if you can make the process of doing it um sustainable that's i mean that's basically what you have to do mm -hmm. yeah because if you kill yourself every time you're you're only going to make so many movies i always i always feel like a one one person who i feels like i'm not I feel like Joe Swanberg kind of like figured out a weird kind of way. The Duplass. Yeah. Bro yeah. Brothers or. Yeah. I mean, I don't really, the Duplass, I don't know. Duplass kind of feel like a little less so them. I mean, even though they're in that same mumblecore kind of, you oh. know, but like, I just I remember like how like the right wing people have discovered mumblecore now. Like, <laughs> like way late after it's not even a thing anymore. It's like way late. It's like, what a, where were you? This right. Mumblecore time. is over. It's just been dead. Um, <laughs> but like, fucking, I just point at Swanberg because I just remember how fast he was making those movies in succession over and over again. Like, and literally, yeah. literally yeah. like doing them for like the least amount of money possible. And just like over and over again, like in like he was making movies getting in one festival then coming back the next year and with another movie and not seeing the people and then coming like literally like three or four festivals later he sees the per the people the filmmakers he was he met the first time and he's like what you've been doing he's like oh he's like yeah this is my fourth or fifth time back they're like what like this is my second project <laughs> like you know what i mean like like yeah. because he was and he was talking he would talk about i've heard him talk about sort of uh i mean he seems like he might be a douchebag but but uh <laughs> maybe maybe not i don't know but i i just look at i just look at uh his sort of his sort of approach where like he was talking about the, even the finances in terms of like, you know, making this movie for thousands of dollars. And then he knew he can make, he knew he could sell it and cut a profit 
and just enough to make the next thing and then the next thing and the next thing and the next thing again until you know i, I mean, mean the thing is i feel like even that business model is like kind of gone it's gone you're right because you can't sell foreign rights like you used to you know what i mean and now you also have to like it has to be like even more content it has to be like every week every twice a week you gotta post Mm. it's gotta be well i feel like film i feel like film the, the cool thing about film is is sort of uh that the expectation is already sort of built in that like oh like a movie's this one thing it's not a show, you know what I mean? Where it's like a movie will drop and then maybe next year you'll get a sequel, maybe. Uh, and you'll get a series of movies, maybe. Like a franchise is a pretty normalized thing now. Um, but but the expectation, people have already been sort of conditioned to expect like a movie to be like a thing that comes and then comes back maybe a year from now, you know, if it's fast. Yeah. Where shows are like not like shows you're expected to be like, it's going to hmm. be a whole season. Then they'll be back again. You know what I mean? And it's until they until they got the the AI movie generators. I'm actually not worried about AI at all. I'm not either. Like I'm not. I really. I'm really not either. Um, I think the metaphor I've been using for AI that when I talk to other like animation people in particular, it's Mm -hmm. like AI is like progressive rock. It's like yes, it's like it's cool once in a while to put on like. Uh, the a yes album mm-hmm. but you're not gonna that's not gonna be all we fucking watch is just ai produce shit right. until the end of time it's like if it takes off then it's like we're gonna go back to it's like being able to draw shitty is gonna be an asset you're like oh this person doesn't give a fuck like you know? yeah yeah that's i literally was just talking about that uh on my last episode with uh j david osborne i was talking about tokyo zombie um uh you, you familiar with tokyo zombie i don't know i don't know if i so tokyo zombie is a manga but it's also a movie um let me see it's this is as i hold it up for viewers that can't see this is a podcast that doesn't have video but i'm showing drew uh this this comic it's it's a it's a pretty uh it's a cult known comic it's a yusaku uh hanakuma and basically like if you'd look as I open it, look how it's drawn. It's like doodles, yeah. I mean, it's still cool, but yeah, but that's it's simple, saying, yeah. right? But but it's 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 literally uh, they call it heta uma, like it's a style that they call which is bad but good. Yeah, yeah. So and like the reason that is cool is because it's it's actually an alternative to sort of mainstream manga, which is like draw yeah. or you know what I mean, like or like even mainstream comics. One again, I talked about one two. You know, one is the creator of uh, One Punch Man and uh, Mob Psycho 100. Like, he's a guy who's really good at comics, but like, he's he's not really good at drawing. You know what I mean? Like, but he's super popular uh, because it's not it's not people don't care that it's not drawn great. People don't care that it's yeah. it's not. You know what I mean? Like, well, when I that- saw I saw a uh, a talk, it was for the movie uh, How Zoo. Mm-hmm. And the director was there and there's like a translator like struggling to translate what he was saying with the mm-hmm. questions. But he was like, at some point he was, he was like the movie he was like, you know how like, you know, there's only 24 frames a second. So most of what you see is a blank screen. Right. Yeah. He was like, that's where the, the soul of the movie lives in between the frames. It's like not, but I think, I mean, I guess the, it's like the Japanese philosophical explanation where it's like, 
the 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 superficial thing isn't what the thing is. It's like the essence of the thing is beyond just the images themselves. It's like when yeah. they're all, yeah. you know. I feel like uh, the character behind it, you know. Yeah, I feel like houses houses is like gets brought up a lot, you know, and and, and I feel like Obayashi is like a, an interesting. He's and just, that guy's directed so many movies like, that like no one has any idea. Movies. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Seventy some movies. I mean, he's not like somebody who. Who is like and I and it, when you look at like some of uh um some of his work, like one of the funny things about like how specifically was like I just I just think it's very it's very interesting um that a movie like House or Houseu is is so uh I don't know, like I feel like it's a I feel like it's it's an influential movie uh beyond the beyond probably beyond what it should be. <laughs> you know yeah I, mean? I think it's just like memeable it has mm-hmm. these images that just like you remember and you don't you just they're just very memorable sometimes one image is enough i feel like old movies used to be that way there's like one thing that happens in the movie and it carries the entire movie yeah you know one yeah. effect one effects one death carry it used to be able to carry an entire movie um <laughs> <laughs> yes, that's not a good thing, but that's the only good thing about a movie. But uh... no, you're right. Um, there, there used to be. I used to. I used to. I remember watching movies, and like it would have like it would be one moment in the movie, and that one moment was like the whole reason I liked the movie. Like, and it was like the whole movie is sort of constructed to be about this one moment. You know what I mean? And like, um, I feel like that's something that uh, is just not it's not a concept that people even consider now when making things, you know what I mean? Like, I feel like they're like, well, that's not enough. Like, and it's like, yeah, sometimes it is, (laughs) you know, sometimes it's, sometimes Yeah. Yeah. But yeah. Every shot is a meme. Every shot is, yeah. Yeah. I mean, in animation, they do kind of think that way that like every single, like, cause you can, you can, you can Mm. like, get in there like a surgeon like every single thing can be um you know but that's their i think that's the goal of these marvel movies and yeah yeah for sure for them to be sort of memeable and sort of some shit that the expectation now is like oh this will be a moment that people will meme and this will be a moment that kids will make tiktoks about um and like i feel like it's it's a it's a weird way to make stuff now like you know what I mean? Like, cause I feel like the or organically, um, shit became that. Like a lot of the stuff yeah. that's like the most memeable and the shit that people do TikToks about, it wasn't. It was it's older shit that wasn't even before TikTok. Our memes were really a thing the way they are now. Like I feel like you see you you see a lot of kids on TikTok discovering real shit that was like predates tiktok by decades you know what i mean like yeah um so this idea that like now you need to tailor sort of films and things for that is kind of like i mean it's, it's a way for them to sort of like again like build in marketing you know what i mean um yeah but again it's like when you put the marketing first uh it becomes more of a product which is exactly what uh which is exactly what movies are today in general and tv uh, it's just it's really it's it's product in a way that it wasn't before. It's product like Uber Eats. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, you know, yeah. But 
I feel like that's a good that's a good uh depressing note to end the end the podcast <laughs> the podcast on. Uh yeah, um thanks thanks again, Drew. It's always good to to sort of uh go yeah. down philo- philosophical rabbit holes with you about movies. Is there anything else that hits. <laughs> is there any yeah, is there anything else that needs to be said about the movie that you need, needed to I mean, not that I feel like there's a lot to be said, but it's also like it's just a movie that like you could talk about forever just based on the fact that it's goofy and like crazy and insane. Um but I feel like we I feel like you know just people just go watch the movie. You know what I'm saying? If you if yeah. if or or don't, but uh, <laughs> or don't. That's not like I'm going to get paid from it. Uh but uh you know I guarantee someone you- should edit it, edit the the uh, the girl sequence into into a TikTok or a or an Instagram page, and this is you'll get steal the views of steal the the directors of the movies views for yourself. Yeah, this is definitely one of those movies that is ripe for for sort of virality. Right? You know what I'm saying? Like you could definitely take any moment, several moments from this movie. And you know, um, how do you feel about repost accounts? I feel like in the world of memes, like people just repost other people's memes, and it's mm-hmm. like there isn't even a question of like. Well, I guess there's someone, some people question it, but as someone, who, it's not like movies, you know. Right, right. As someone who's a shit poster and who yeah, has, has shit a shit post account, yeah. um, it's just like a normal thing. Like I've, at this point, I feel like it's not the expectation is like, oh, this it's not even viewed as like um you made it yeah like it's just like everyone is sharing like this is funny this is stupid in fact it's like a lot of times it's like this is the stupidest thing ever check this out or this is so funny it's stupid you know what i mean it's not even one of those things where watch this lady uh uh, almost get hit by a semi truck (laughs) on a bike i get those all the time it's like i didn't ask for this (laughs) <laughs> what you watch? But they're always like, "Oh my god, a guy almost died!" And like, it's like coming through the feed. Yeah, I, I saw one where a guy was sitting on the the truck bed, the bed of his truck. Yeah. Like, um, it was folded down, and he was sitting on it, and his sandals were on the ground, and like he's just sitting there, and like a fucking car comes into the frame, slams into the back of the truck, that but it's going at such a fast speed that the guy never gets hit by the car so like the truck gets hit gets most work with the car and you see the guy fall like literally right as the car passes falls to the ground it's it falls on his ass and then gets up and looks and it's like yeah i mean that's pretty amazing like that's like a one in a it's almost like one of those things where you're like is that was that real is that composited but apparently it was real i watched it i don't know why it was recommended on my feed maybe because i watch videos that uh like that in general, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> I feel like it, it, it preys the the al- the algorithms will prey on people's sort of. Uh... I like how that kind of shit is like completely acceptable in mm. our society, but Tokyo Gore Place is not. Not yeah yeah like uh... it's like actually seeing people like be fucked up is like completely okay. Facebook's com- or Meta is completely cool with it. Or you know what really disturbs me is like. Mm animal death i there's always this animal death shit coming through and it's like yeah yeah i didn't ask for that (laughs) i wasn't like oh tiger fighting boa constrictor oh man dude 
but at least still coming through the feed. Yeah, yeah, but at least in the in the animals, like at least that's like you could just justify it as like, like okay, well that's just animals in the wild doing what they do. But um, is it is it in the wild? Some of that shit is I like don't know. maybe it's not. You got to question everything, right? Yeah, yeah, like. Yeah. Boa constrictor and the tiger. <laughs> oh, that just happened, you know. That like I was just right there with the fucking camera, edging them to fight. You you know what? You know I would not be surprised if that was like I'm gonna get a. Someone said I'm gonna get a boa constrictor. I'm gonna drop it in front of this tiger, and I'm gonna film it because it's gonna go viral. Happens. Yeah, it's gonna go viral. <laughs> like you know, that's pretty fucked up when you think about it from now. Um, I mean, did you did you see the new Twin Peaks season three? No, still haven't. Well, there, there's like a scene where a character is just like watching animal death on like <laughs> Animal Planet. And it's just like, it really stuck with me. I'm like, you know, it's really not okay. Like to, to watch animals fucking murder each other. Yet it is socially acceptable. Because again, the reason is so the reason is viewed as socially because they don't have souls, right? Or they don't have like people, right? Because people <laughs> think that people think that animals like they're sentient. They know it, the death is coming. They know they do, but it again, it is it is it is one of those things too where you're like it's more acceptable because people don't people view uh, humans as like civilized and animals as not civilized which i mean yeah. you know i mean animals don't live we do have domesticated animals obviously as pets but like yeah. animals are pretty much like they hunt for the food they kill they kill because it's part of just sort of existence so people of course have already sort of made that sort of i don't know except they've made that calculation already before they've even clicked play you know what i'm saying they're like oh well yeah this is this is okay but it, but if they saw like two people I mean, if they saw two people killing each other, it'd still click play. They would just feel, probably feel a little bit bad about it dude. after the Whoa, fact. Oh, <laughs> fucked up, dude. Did you, you know, I, you know, I mean, I can't sit here and pretend that I haven't seen fucked up shit on the internet. I definitely have. Uh, sometimes willingly, uh, sometimes unwillingly. I mean, I, I am interested because it's like I have, I do make these fucked up movies with violence, and it's mm. like, but I don't really like to see the, the faces of death or the. Uh, um even world star even just like people getting the shit beat out of them i don't really like it yeah well there's uh, a there's a there's a documentary that i i don't i started and i stopped uh which is relevant to what we're talking about because i just watched mutant girl squad which is people getting decapitated and limbs chopped off and heads exploding throughout the whole movie and i'm fine. that girl's head got chopped into three sections yeah, that's the, I, I, I literally screenshotted that that was fucking awesome like her head is like like three four and she's like the guy <laughs> the tentacle went up the guy's ass and out of his mouth yeah there's all these like crazy shit and it didn't bother me i could literally eat my whole dinner watching this um but but um i was watching this 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 documentary called um Orozco, uh, Orozco the embalmer and I had to stop I was like I don't I don't think I could finish this because it follows this 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 guy who's the fucking he works as a coroner in like Colombia and it's just showing him working with all these dead people like and just you know and in Colombia like he's getting all sorts of people that are being murdered you know for, whether it's people being murdered because I don't know whatever reason like whether it's 
drug related or not. Like, and I, I just, I, I didn't, even, I couldn't even get that far in it because this is like, it's just too, it's, it's just, it's real. It's yeah. just real. So I'm like, man, I don't think, I feel like maybe I'll finish it, but it definitely one of those documentaries where I felt like, I feel like this is not good for my soul. <laughs> like to watch this shit. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Like, like I feel like it felt, you know, it when you see it. Yeah. yeah it felt, it, it, it felt ex- exploitive in a, in a way that was just wrong where it's like, yeah, you're documenting a real thing, but the reasonings behind you doing it are kind of suspect. And like, these are like people, these are actually people. Like these are someone's, like these are dead people. Um, yeah. And so, yeah. Uh, so everyone go watch a, a Roscoe the Embalmer. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you probably got more people to like check that They're movie definitely out. Watch, watch that shit be like, oh yeah, like if anything, if anyone listens oh, to this, Roscoe, if, if a Roscoe the Embalmer shows up on TikTok and people upload like, that on the TikTok, yeah, like yeah, 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 yeah that'll be no a one t- will care. Yeah, no one. That one will be like kids will be like, have you watched a Roscoe the Embalmer? I think there's like a dead baby in it too. I didn't get that far. Like, but I think that's like that because I, 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 I did a little research and I saw a little things and I think I saw a screenshot of it and I was just like, is this real? And then I started watching it and I was like, oh yeah, this is real. I'm going to turn this off. Like, I'm not going to get that far. Uh, so I may never finish it. Uh, uh, but I will watch animals kill each other probably um, on my, on my uh, social media feed. <laughs> I mean, that's my issue is that yeah, yeah. I'm not... There's nothing I'm doing. I guess I'm just not uh, like uh, uh, scrolling away fast enough. It knows that I'm like looking at it. Yeah, I think if you, know? you stay on it long enough, then the algorithm notices that. Like it's like, oh, so it just sort of continues to like give you uh, more anything that you freeze on long enough. You want to see this turtle? Uh, uh, cut a mouse in half and have its body continued swimming in the thing. That's completely normal uh, pet owner behavior and you put it that online. I feel like, I feel like people like Jeffrey Dahmer would have, would have been like, probably. Well, it's one of the reasons I don't have reptiles or animals that have to be fed live mm. things because mm. You know, we don't have serial killers no more. I feel I definitely feel like that's a that's a reason. The reason we don't have them like we used to is probably because part of that was like some MK Ultra shit or something. But like, or they, something. they created Grand Theft Auto and we're like, this <laughs> this is good for most. Yeah, yeah, people. yeah. I feel like things like things like Call Grand, of Duty. Yeah, or or again, or just even the algorithm that can show you death death over and over again. Maybe that mm. is maybe that has like whatever sort of part of the human like the lizard brain like maybe that's just satiated by sort of these newer sort of things i don't know i don't i mean yeah i think i'm more offended by like the idea that this those things are in good taste somehow right you know and that that like i literally like facebook made it so i can't do ads anymore probably rightfully so <laughs> but i'm not allowed to do ads on facebook meta shit anymore probably because of the the cock skull image that i, <laughs> I posted yeah. but that oh that's but that's art you know you could mm-hmm. argue that's not even obscene really mm-hmm. um and yet 
actual trauma right that's crazy okay like you're because like we're get people are getting off to other people experience trauma that might last the rest of their fucking life you know right like and but that's some good that's that's like okay i don't know yeah it's interesting I, i definitely i definitely understand like where you're coming from because even even the dick skull thing, it's like, yo, didn't like like that's like some shit. That's like HR Giger, like, didn't he's made a whole career of doing shit like that? Dicks. You're right. It's just dicks everywhere. So it's like, I mean, he's talked about a lot. He's pretty he's become pretty mainstreamized, right? Like I feel like if like yeah. I feel like guy there's probably Geiger pages on Facebook, whole Geiger pages, right? Like oh, yeah. and they're not I'm pretty sure they can do ads. Uh, the the thing I don't want to see is AI Geiger. Oh, you already know it's already there. People have probably already done it. I'm pretty sure. I just it just yeah. hasn't popped up. Now that we set it into a microphone, it'll probably our phones have probably picked it up and it will get it now. immediately. Yeah, yeah, it'll be the first thing that pops up when you scroll now, um, because their phones are definitely listening. Uh, but um, yeah, you're you're right. I, I've already. I, I mean, that's the thing about AI art is is like all it's doing is like compiling other people's artwork and just like combining the styles together to make some pixel laundering yeah yeah basically it's 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 basically making memes that's weird right it is kind of making memes it's just very high quality looking memes you know what I mean? yeah that that's all it is so uh, i mean i'm i'm kind of like for peter time i was like i understand like because like in my job there's like ai tools that are very beneficial right so i was sort of split on whether i hate ai or not but then like someone i work with was like i was talking to him, like well ai is going to be the future we all know it and i was just like i was like you've like literally given yourself over to ai and what what that means is like if you're an artist you're just gonna let the ai do the art for you for now you. you're not even you're, you you yeah. are making the decision to end your career as an artist and you're giving it to something that's not even it's like it's just a fucking program yeah like it has no it has no sentience really maybe right. one day but like that was the moment where i was like maybe i hate this shit <laughs> the fact that they they are choosing to end their career you know yeah 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 it's like yeah, that- one thing if you, you lose your job because of it it's another thing if you just you become an ai bro basically you know well, that's I've so seen cool. it happen to a number of really good illustrators, like at least two I've, people that I know what's good. happening. I know what's happening right now to like screenwriters and shit. Like I know there's yeah. motherfuckers right now who are like, I put my script in the chat GPT and da, 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 da. I'm like, OK, so you're like one step away from just I'm actually OK with screenwriting just becoming fully AI. Like, I mean, it, I, I make this joke all the time. It already is. It is. Yeah. The people writing scripts are doing the same thing as as the out al- what the algorithm does like you know what well, i mean like, the other thing is like if ai you're not allowed to write certain things like that are mm-hmm. really fucked up yeah. like it is because it does also self-censorship because it won't create images but that's awesome because yeah. now you know that's how you're gonna know the real shit it's like oh yeah the people mo- be like oh you're not allowed to do that yeah so it's like it's gonna be real like guess what i'm saying they're like ushering in a new era like um like because it's like the ai can't do the really fucked up shit so it's like people are gonna double down and be like oh this is not ai you know why it's not ai because it's gonna be super fucked up so yeah. you're gonna have mutant girls squad is gonna be like we're just gonna have a bunch maybe of- that's <laughs> why we haven't seen any geiger ai yet 
because though I'm sure it exists, the dicks, the dick ratio is just like, because the AI is like, we must have dicks going into every <laughs> orifice, unable to compute. Yeah. I mean, I, how I, else do you do it? Yeah. Yeah, that's true because they've got these built in sort of things that they've, that have been like, it's like, it can't, AI can't do fingers. It also can't do, uh, Geiger dick orifices. <laughs> it's like unable to like process it. It does not understand human sexuality enough to be able to pull it off. I mean, that really is true. It doesn't, it's not really going to understand sexuality, really. I've seen um, the guy who, uh, Oku, the, 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 the mangaka who makes Gaunts, he's, he uses AI, AI a lot on Twitter. And he just, all he makes is like big breasted women, like over and over again, like, just like the shit he draws. <laughs> like, it's like no different. This is like, he's just got a, 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 a photorealistic giant breasted I mean, woman. Like, you know. Um, I don't have a problem with people using it. I just feel like, like, it's not going to be the totality of the future. You know, no, it's, it's going to be a part of it. But it's yeah. Tool, right. It's a tool that people will use. Uh, and it'll, it'll be a tool that people will lean on as a crutch. Just like Photoshop was a tool, right? Like people became... Yeah. It just became part of the, the you know, but my thing is like, uh, I don't know, like the point is not like the point is that it's that you're doing it like that there's a human doing it. Like that's always yeah. been the point. The point has never been that a machine. Is it's some it. people in the woods mm. with the camera, which is having what, a good time, which brings it full circle in a perfect mm. way to finally end it, which is what this movie is, is just people making a thing. Like, right? Like, I don't know what the budget was for Mutant Girl Squad, but it's clearly 10 grand, but it's whatever it was, it's clearly 20 grand, maybe it's clearly made by a group of people, human beings, um, doing a thing. Um, and at the end of the day, if you've learned anything from this podcast, uh, it's like you can make things and like you should go out and make a thing where you, you know, where you chop people's heads off and all that kind of good shit that like <laughs> you don't have to do that everything that ai isn't allowed to do yeah anything that ai isn't allowed to do you should probably go out there and, and do it so yeah um <laughs> as long as it's like not illegal yeah but if yeah you're right i guess yeah we don't want people to get in trouble so yeah definitely don't do anything illegal guys it's gonna get you arrested but um if you if you can get away with it uh in art you should probably try it uh so on that note um thanks drew uh and um i don't know how to end the podcast so as always it's over i'm stopping now <laughs> <laughs>